ruffled apron at the moment, but these were staples of her wardrobe, which also included a number of shapeless denim and corduroy jumpers, gingham blouses, and the like. She had an abundance of mousy brown hair, worn pulled back with a scrunch. Unlike the doll, however, she did not have even a hint of red on her lips or cheeks. What paint there was lay under her fingernails, the result of active participation with her young charges. "'Why don't we go into the kitchen and have something to eat while you tell me all about it?' Faith suggested. The makeover could wait. "'I assume,' she said to Tom, "'that the children are asleep?' "'Naturally,' he replied, adopting an attitude of injured dignity as he led the way into the parsonage kitchen. A parsonage was the last place Faith Sibley Fairchild had expected to be spending her adult years. It had been bad enough growing up in one. Tradition-bound, Faith's father, the Reverend Lawrence Sibley, donned the cloth as had his grandfather and father before him. He also clung to Sibley family moors by naming his daughters Faith and Hope. Charity might have followed had not his wife, Jane Sibley, a real estate lawyer, put her well-shod little foot down. Enough was enough. Faith had chafed at the fishbowl existence as a preacher's kid, the freely offered, well-meant remarks at the way the Sibleys raised their children, ate, drank, even slept if it was too late. The fishbowl was, however, nicely located on Manhattan's Upper East Side, and that had helped. Spurred by her younger sister's meteoric rise in the world of finance, Faith had finally found her own true calling, as a caterer, and Have Faith was born. After glowing reviews, and by much deliciously satisfied word of mouth, she became the caterer of choice for the Big Apple's glitterati. Have Faith jams, jellies, chutneys, and sauces followed. Then, at a wedding reception... While checking to see whether a tray of the smoked trout wrapped in a herbed crepe topped with a soupçon of caviar and creme fraiche was holding out, Faith met Tom Fairchild. He'd changed collars, and it wasn't until they'd talked into the wee hours of the morning that the fact that she'd fallen head over heels in love with a minister hit her full force. It hit her again when she found herself in the small village of Aylford, Massachusetts, after their own wedding. She was acutely homesick and bored. She was determined not to sacrifice her standards and kept her wardrobe and haircut up to date. At present, her thick blonde hair was chin-length, parted on the side, enabling her to let the curtain fall strategically across her face. Trips home always included the three Bs, Barney's, Burdorf, and Bloomingdale's, along with two others, Bendel and Balducci's for food, if she had time. Yet the years in Aylford had proved more eventful than she could have predicted. The place was beginning to grow on her, like the ivy and old mosses attacking the brick parsonage walls. Not only had she produced two children and started Have Faith again, but she'd also demonstrated an uncanny knack for getting involved in crime. Getting involved after the fact, that is, having literally stumbled across several bodies, and, as she liked to remind herself, in each case beaten the police to the denouement. Police matter. The moment Tom referred to the boys in blue, 
although Chief Charlie MacIsaac, 34 years in Aylford alone, could scarcely be referred to as a boy, Faith found herself drawn to Miss Laura as never before. Certainly it was interesting to hear that Ben was truly gifted when it came to block-building, but nowhere near as riveting as the possibility that Miss Laura might need Faith's detective skills. All in good time. Faith made fresh coffee, the drug of choice in places like Aylford, and cut some thick slices of the Scandinavian cardamom raisin bread she'd made the day before. Cardamom and coffee went well together and transformed the kitchen into an instant replica of the one in I Remember Mama. Faith had to watch that she didn't start to nod at Laura's every word and say, yeah. It was an atmosphere calculated to encourage confidences. Miss Laura was hungry and slapped.